Let's welcome our Wednesday regulars, Stuart Oldcroft, Asian Fund Management Industry Consultant, and Barry Wood, RTHK's International Economics Correspondent. Happy Wednesday, or Hump Day as it's known in Australia, to you yeah. both. Good morning to you, Stephen. Good morning. Yes. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Stuart. Good morning, Barry. Good to hear your voices. Um, I want to start with what Stuart calls rat poison. Yes, Bitcoin. So we have time for a good debate. The good news for Bitcoin is outweighing the bad right now, in my opinion. A few weeks ago, BlackRock, a firm with a somewhat good good reputation, applied to start a Bitcoin ETF. And yesterday, Standard Chartered predicted Bitcoin would hit 50000 this year and $120,000 US dollars by 2024. What are they missing, Stuart? Well, let me first of all correct one thing. I have not used the words rat poison at all. You did. But uh, secondly, you wouldn't be wrong in assuming my scepticism about uh, Bitcoin and other um, cryptocurrencies. I remain very sceptical about them. Um, These are not necessarily very suitable for the majority of what I would refer to as retail investors. Um, Retail investors need more protection from their for their assets, and that's the role of the Securities and Futures Commission in Hong Kong and regulators in other parts of the world. Um, So, yes, what what we are seeing, however, is um, a massive, and it continues to be a massive PR campaign on the part of all cryptocurrencies to make themselves look like they are uh, a normal part of the investment economy. Um, I, I'm very interested to read today, for example, in um, the Financial Times, the way in which there are many crypto shops in Hong Kong providing access to people from China, where it is not allowed, to enable them to use cash to buy crypto, um, to, to buy crypto uh, coins, so Bitcoin or, or, or whatever. Um, yes, it's a... It's a business of its own, yes, it is unregulated very largely, uh, but there are ways in which it is um, becoming more available. And yes, I think uh, BlackRock uh, setting up an ETF for that might be a safer bet for most people than actually buying into the the, the coins themselves. So um, as I say, I remain very skeptical about the whole thing. Um, but it is nevertheless there for some people and not for others. Okay. Now, talking about the availability of uh, Bitcoin in Hong Kong, there's even a Bitcoin ATM um, in Causeway Bay I saw the other day where you feed in your cash and it changes it for Bitcoins. That was quite incredible. According to the Financial Times, there are multiple shops all over Hong Kong now that are set up. One one chain has got nine different shops, another has got four different shops. And they're largely catering for people who just walk in off the street with... with, um, renminbi or with uh, hong kong dollars or even u.s dollars and they can exchange them for parts of or whole um, bitcoins so is it the third parties where people buy bitcoins from that you're more worried about rather than the bitcoin itself in terms of regulation well as, bitcoin as you just is, yeah, described yeah. Um, the volatility of 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 value is massive. It goes up and it goes down at 100 miles an hour or more. And it is that volatility which is of most concern to me, plus the fact that uh, a large part of the Bitcoin area is is used for illegal activities as well. So 
Um, what we are actually seeing is more regulatory control of this rather than less. But in a balanced portfolio, so Stuart, I have about well. 5%. Oh, yeah, I'll be going to Barry in just a moment. <laughs> Don't worry, Stuart. But one last point for you. As part of a balanced portfolio, so I have about 5% of crypto in my portfolio. Do you see it playing a place in a balanced portfolio? Well, I think you're probably about right at, 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 a, at most. You know, have a very small proportion, but keep it... Um keep an eye on it because it will be all over the place and, and can be disproportionate at some times. And, uh, but you know, your, your expectations of this, you wouldn't put your retirement money on it, let's put it that way. Oh, absolutely not. I'm with you there, yeah. Stuart. So absolutely. That, that's where, yeah. I, that's where yeah. I would come from. Okay, that makes sense. Barry? Yeah, I would uh, agree with what Stuart says. I'm, I, too, am very sceptical. And let's be honest. Stewart is five decades younger than Charlie Munger of Berkshire Hathaway. And it was Charlie Munger who has coined this very deep, difficult, negative rat poison label. And I think that he believes it. There's no doubt about it. Anyway, look, it's all based on this uh, blockchain technology, which allows users to really know everything about transactions and avoid central banks and even the banking system. That technology is valid. The problem is, Stephen, yeah. that you don't have any regulation of Bitcoin and this kind of crypto anywhere in the world. And the Chinese probably had a pretty good reason for saying you can't do business any longer in China. There's a lot of skepticism here in the States, and a lot of the players are indeed Americans, although let's face it, Mr. Bankman Freed, who got into trouble and is awaiting trial, he was from Hong Kong. I mean, he's American. He was initially operating in Hong Kong, then went to the Bahamas and, you know, offshore yeah. mm. uh, Independence Day just near Florida. So we'll see. But there's a lot happening with with crypto and we'll have to see where it goes but the absence of regulation i think is the big issue yeah i mean in, in terms of bitcoin i find it very clear and very transparent but i do agree with you that where people are putting their cash to buy it needs regulation and also that they of course needs to be some regulation about using it for criminal activity agree with you both there anyway let's move on to some good news from the mainland today I'm so happy that uh, we're getting some good news at last. Figures on Tuesday showed surprisingly strong bank lending in June. China is set to implement more economic support measures after extending loan relief for developers to aid the struggling property market. Chinese financial newspapers reported that yesterday, that additional property support policies and initiatives to enhance business confidence are likely to be adopted soon. What do you think could be coming, Barry? Well... I, I hope that they're going to stimulate the economy and prop up the property sector. It certainly looks like that's uh, the direction, but I defer to my colleague in Hong Kong. Stuart, what do you think? Stuart, how yeah, will they do well, that? I mean, the reason they're doing this is because there is something going on in this market which is not good, and that is that the rate of property default is rising quite sharply. The size of loans outstanding on property is massive, and there is a, also an equally large um, number of empty properties, half-completed properties, developments that are 
are projected but not going forward and um, and this is going to cause and continues to cause a, an economic problem in China because people in China have invested or put a substantial part of their wealth into property and and property has been used by China um, both the, the, the individuals in the market and also by the government to some extent as a way of boosting the wealth of the, of, of the population. So naturally, uh, if something is going wrong, which it is at the moment, the government is going to try and support it as best it can. Um, and, uh, and when they reduced interest rates a couple of weeks ago, they didn't reduce them enough, and that surprised the market and, and was received more negatively than positively. So I think that, that we could expect to see um, at least another reduction in interest rates uh, at some point fairly soon, which would then be seen to be supportive of of the property market in China. They do seem to be moving slower than other uh, economies with stuff like stimulus. Um, is well, it? Well, you've got to remember hmm. it's the second biggest economy in the world. It's it's like moving a a, a, a great big container ship. Um, mm. It doesn't happen just because you push a button. It takes time. It takes a long time to change when you've got such a big and diverse economy as China has now got. Okay. Let's move on to AI because there's some more interesting news today that the OECD says that 27% of people may lose their jobs due to AI. Not only that, but last week OpenAI said AI could become super intelligent within a decade and be a threat to humanity. How worried are you about AI, Barry? Very much so. Very worried. Yeah. Look, this is uh, technology that is frightening, but it's also got lots of positive elements. It does reflect as well, Stephen, that there's a lot of competition in the Silicon Valley, uh, which has had a very tough year. You know, there's been 150,000 layoffs in the tech sector, and most of those have been in the San Francisco Bay, Silicon Valley area. But when you talk about uh, AI and what's going to happen to jobs, the short answer is we don't know, but we have lots of fears. And the OECD, based in Paris, 38 member countries, you know, they're not a fly-by-night organization. They do careful research. And when they say that 27% of jobs in those 38 countries are threatened, that's a pretty scary number. Let's just look at some of them. Technology, media legal services, market research, teachers, traders, graphic designers, accountants, customer service representatives. You know, in other words, you can use artificial intelligence to do so many jobs, and we're only at the beginning. And we talk about lack of regulation in crypto. There's, of course, no regulation at all in AI. And given the competition not only within companies, among companies within one country, but between countries, the likelihood of any kind of international guideline on controlling artificial intelligence, slowing it, at least making it with some guidelines, is almost nil. So, yeah, I'm worried about it. And by the way, Oxford University has even more grim data. They say 47% of all jobs that we have now could be threatened by AI, and that translates into three hundred million jobs and that, that's about jobs barry how about the threat to human existence yes look there have been those reports 
that indicate that on the question of, say, wiping out life on the planet through some kind of nuclear device with technology that can be easily shared and indeed programmed in a way that something could be set in motion that would ignite these bombs and end life on the planet, this is pretty scary. You'd think that would cause leaders to get together and say, what can we do? There's no sign of that happening. And of course, if you wait till after the fact, maybe yeah. there isn't any opportunity. So <laughs> yeah, that too is very scary. Yeah. More well, so. well, I, I'm very interested in what you say, Barry, there. I think I, I, I tend to agree with you. I know AI is causing a lot of concerns around the world. And we've, yes, these things about job um, replacement by AI is massive. Um, pity, the pity is that we're not going to see AI replace presidents and prime ministers, unfortunately. And that's, that would be a good thing in some respects, because yeah. we've got some pretty awful uh, leaders at the moment. Um, but, but I think that it is also the, the sort of threat rather than the fact for the moment. It also, also sounds a bit like a Marvel film, doesn't it, that AI is taking over the world and, and, and people will be made unemployed. And, and, of course, if you have very large numbers of people made unemployed by this, then you will start to see insurrection and uh, possibly a move against AI by um, large numbers of people. Yeah, the problem is there will be always one country or one criminal element that might not submit to the regulation. Just very one quick question before we go, so it needs to be a yes or no. It's a, philosoph a philosophical one when I get my teeth in. If AI becomes sentient, should it be afforded the same rights as human beings? No. No? No. No? Okay. Absolutely we've, not. <laughs> we've got to move on. You can tell me more next Wednesday. Still to